Welcome to the Access VFX podcast, pursuing inclusion, diversity, awareness and opportunity in VFX, animation and games industries. Hi, I'm Simon Devereaux, founder and director of Access VFX, bringing the visual effects animation and games industry together, working towards a shared goal to make our industry more diverse and inclusive by taking action rather than just talking about it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Access VFX podcast. This is episode 34 and we're entitling this episode Maintaining Your Personal Brand on Lockdown. So as a follow-up or kind of a follow-up to our episode, which was episode I think 29, which is our first kind of part of the Stay at Home series, which we called Standing Out While Staying In, where it all started, uh, we wanted to build on that conversation with an episode focusing purely on your personal brand and what that means. Um, now that most of us are into week, I think it's week six for most of us. Is that fair? I mean, some of you have been on lockdown for a bit longer than that, right? <laughs> um, so for most of us, it's been about six, seven weeks. Um, I think the current situation means that having a strong and more visible personal brand is probably more important than ever because we, I can't see an end of this inside. I don't take my word for it. I'm not a politician. But, you know, whether you work in industry or whether you want to pursue a career in visual effects, animation or games or kind of any industry uh, for that matter, um, we thought we'd assemble a group of not just a group of talent and recruitment partners, but a group of uh, PR comms and marketing um, big hitters. Right. Is that fair to say you're big hitters? Yeah. I've never, never been called a big hitter. That's exciting. <laughs> you're a big hitter. Get it on your LinkedIn profile or your Instagram profile. <laughs> Um, so we welcome to the pod, uh, we have a special guest, uh, Ruben Mill from, uh, training consultancy, Spark Creativity, who specializes in personal brand and coaching. Yep. Is that mm-hmm. fair? Should have cleared that in the, in the, in the death rehearsal, but I'm glad I got it right. And of course we've got, um, cause Tom, you're not officially PR marketing, but you are podcast regular as, as I am yes. enough. So we're all in good company. So big welcome to anybody who's watching or listening. So let's start with introductions before we get into our conversation. So over to the grid. Uh, so I'm Lisa Chung. I currently work at um, Foundry um, and as the director of marketing and brand strategy. Um, I've probably been in marketing and comms for about 16 years now, quite scary. And um, when I wow. actually name the number um and yeah so my background is kind of creative content pr um just marketing and comms really how to get the right message out to the right people brilliant thank you lisa hi i'm grace hebditch i'm marketing coordinator for blue zoo animation studio uh, i was just doing the maths real quick to try and work out how long i've been in marketing and it's probably been about four or five years now good thanks grace Hi, I'm Jenny Burbage and I look after PR and comms at Milk Visual Effects. I've been doing this for about 18 years now um, across children's brands and post-production brands. Great, thanks Jenny. Uh, My name is Tom Box, I'm co-founder of Blue Zoo Animation and as part of my role at Blue Zoo I've developed the Blue Zoo's brand uh, look and values proposition and all that and done, uh, helped do the same for Access VFX as well. Amazing. Thanks, Tom. Um, which I think finally ends up with me, isn't it? So my name's Ruben. Very nice to, to meet everyone. Um, so uh, my, I, I currently, as Simon said, do uh, a lot of coaching, both uh, personal brand coaching, presentation coaching, and general uh, kind of management coaching. But my background, like the, the rest of our assembled gurus, is uh, PR marketing, which I was doing for um, uh, 
approximately 20 years, uh, I think, man and boy now, um, both uh, in-house uh, in but mostly for agencies. And, and a kind of what we're talking about today, I see as a, as a nice kind of uh, sweet spot between the two. Excellent. Thanks, Ruben. We're going to get into all of our personal brands, I'm sure, with um, the backgrounds we've chosen and what that means uh, for you know, what we stand for. But I wanted to get into what personal brand is. And I think, Ruben, can we start with you? Can you introduce the concept of personal brand, what it really means? Because it's a, I don't know even if I really know what it means, if I'm honest. So <laughs> lead the way. It's, I mean, it is one of those things. It's, in a way, it's kind of slightly difficult to define, I would suggest. But there's the easiest way in, if, it's, if, if, if I may take that line, is, and I think it's quite a well-known, um, I think it's quite a well-known quote by Jeff Bezos, who not only is the, uh, I think the current richest man in the world, founder of Amazon, has kept, I think, all our households going in the lockdown with little deliveries here, there and everywhere. And uh, not him personally, but obviously uh, <laughs> someone from his, his company. Um, he said, personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Ah, okay. uh, any of you, I see some sage nodding there. Um, to be honest with you, whether you've come across that quote or not before, that to me does a pretty good job in terms of what it really comes down to is, it's, it's interesting, so it's, it's definitely people's perception of you, so how are you perceived by others? Uh, what do people think of you, in essence? And that's interesting, I think, number one, because there is an argument to say, well, uh, that's, if it's someone's perception, there's very little I can do about that. So I'll just lean back and accept how they see me, what they think about me, how they talk about me. Um, and, I would suggest that actually if you appreciate that you, the individual who's, whose brand is, um, have uh, appreciate that you can have a little bit more control over how people see you, then you put yourself in a much better position to be able to better manage that brand, manage how people see you. Because um, interestingly enough, I think what's in a way slightly missing from Jeff Bezos's quote, although it's implied to a certain extent, is... Um, it's all very well knowing what people say about you when you're not in the room. But then the following question is, do you like what they're saying and thinking about you when you're not in the room? Because the, the two things aren't necessarily the same. So that'd be how I would sum up. There's two parts of it. It's first of all, what would you like to be, what would you like people to say and, and do, uh, talk about you, uh, talk and think about you rather, but also um, then do they? And, and, and can you, can you, can you, can you, can you get those two things aligned? Because I think if you can, then you're on top of your personal brand and you're in a, you're in a good place to, to, to be honest with you, do whatever you want to do with your life. That's a great start. Right, should we finish there? I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for another Active Effects podcast. But um, that's a really, really good point because um, I'm interested to kind of explore that on, as part of this conversation because networking alone right let's say social networking yeah you know, how important is having a strong personal brand in relation to trying to grow your professional network let's start with the obvious let's say you're trying to break into industry during this unusual time or, or otherwise i mean you know the online networking is it, it you know did, did exist before we all went on to lockdown but you know what how important is it to have a strong personal brand right now do you think who wants to take that one I'll, i can take that one come on lisa come on Probably, yeah, I think probably more important now in the way that there's even more of an opportunity now because you've got mm. much more of an engaged audience in many ways. Um, I know personally for Foundry, we had to pivot 
our kind of physical events plan, turn them all into virtual, as many, many companies have. And we've already seen, you know, so much more attendance at, at mm. things like our webinars, um, just because weirdly, apparently we have more time now, um, which I don't know if you're a mother of four as well, trying to work. I wish. It certainly does <laughs> that way, yeah. but apparently we do. And somehow we feel like we do. Um, so I think it's a, it's a good opportunity um, and, you know, you should kind of leverage that. It's quite important to do that. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point, Lisa. Tom. Um, I was going to say that I think obviously without, you know, those festivals, that's the, the normal thing that you recommend to go and meet um, yeah. recruitment. Um, uh the, the the talent recruitment people from the studios in terms of building your uh the, that kind of repertoire with those studios that's generally the the easiest way of getting it is, is building that relationship but by, by attending those festivals and trying to show your face as often as possible so people know how keen you are and you're learning and getting feedback and obviously that's not possible uh in lockdown so it's more it's more important than ever to find other ways of doing that and obviously building a strong personal brand online is and building up those those uh those business networks and those personal networks is more important than ever just because one of the the, the most common ways of doing that has been kind of cut off at the moment yeah so with um yeah lisa you talked about everyone's super engaged right now everybody's living online now because there's no other place to be into tom's point nobody can go to a physical event so everybody's online so you could argue that there's more noise right so there's you know for you guys as um, most of you who are dealing with kind of whether it be PR queries or recruitment queries or anything everybody's attending everything so as an individual um, how do you rise above the I don't know what the metaphor is how do you rise like cream above all the noise how do you stand yeah. out and how, how can you make your personal brand more noticeable but and credible yeah probably comes to one of the most important things about um, when thinking about kind of personal branding is that authenticity thing, isn't it? Um, I think most, a lot of us will have seen, especially on social media and online, you kind of have one end of the spectrum um, in terms of how people are coping with this whole situation, mm. which is, um, I kind of like to call them the, the do-gooders, you know, they're kind of thinking of a million different ways to um, use this time really creatively and, you know, learn a new language or do loads of creative fun activities with the kids. And then at the other end of the spectrum, some people are just quite kind of stunted by it and actually shying away from social media and online and then there's all the people kind of in between so I think the authenticity bit is really important here if you want to stand out because I think the more authentic you can be around how you yourself are kind of managing and coping with the situation and kind of showing that through the stuff that you're putting out there and that can be as simple as you know you're just you know so let's say if you're an artist creating a piece of work um, you're feeling really hard to get motivated and creative but here it is, here's what I could do today. And it's not perfect not the, to the quality that they would normally do, but kind of showing that side, if that is, a, is, is kind of, you know, one of obviously their values, but that level of authenticity, I think is what's gonna cut through because people will relate to that. I think a lot of people can relate yeah. to that. Do you think that level of authenticity would cut through the, the noise of everybody saying, look at me, I'm brilliant like all this polished work assuming it's visual effects work or animation or, yeah you know. it does for me anyway but personally so i think it could do yeah for a lot cruise oh grace brilliant Say by the bell Say by the logo <laughs> i think that there's definitely something to be said about building that rapport with your um audience and engaging it on a very personal level um especially if we're talking about say an instagram post which is um 
like you said, like it's, it's an artist creates something and sort of says like, this isn't my best work because of the current climate. It's very engaging with um, what is happening, how the audience feels, how you yourself feel. And it creates that kind of um, connection, which can be so important at times when, especially when communicating on social media, because it is communication. Um, so yeah, I would say that's a really good way of um, okay. engaging with it. Thank you, Grace. Ruben? Um, actually, I'll defer to Jenny, because Jenny also put her phone up and we haven't heard from Jenny yet. So Jenny. On, Jenny. I was gonna say, I think now is a really good time, if there's time, to go back to basics a little bit and do a little bit of an audit of your personal brand, because actually the only way to communicate at the moment is in an online forum or on social media. So it might make sense to kind of think, well, how do people see me? And why don't I Google myself, see what comes up? Um, another quite quick thing that can be done is to send a little questionnaire or ask close friends and colleagues, just a handful, what they think, what they think of you. How do you come across? Ask them to be honest. See what you get back. Get them to get ask just, just adjectives, just quick, just quick fire answers. And sometimes it might actually surprise you. So a little audit, check out how you show up on LinkedIn, on Instagram, you know, see what people think and then take stock of that and think, well, is that actually what I want to put out into the world? And, um, and if I can build on that, that's, I think that's a great idea. And, and one of, <coughs> funny enough, I, I did a, a session on personal brand a little bit earlier today and you know, that was one of the questions I asked was, when was the last time you Googled yourself? It's, it's very good. And it's, it's almost, there's a couple of things there. Number one, it's, I think it's quite hard to Google yourself and then see yourself through other people's eyes. So I love that idea of getting the audit. I actually love the idea of, of get someone else to Google you. You know, when you do the, you know, any, uh, you know, if you really want to get to know your audience, then you watch them do the task you're, 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 you're trying to promote. You know, there's, there's real audience research there. So, yeah, have a look, see how they react to stuff. I think that's, that's a really good shout. Um, but there is also this piece, it's almost, you should definitely do the audit. And I think now is a superb time to do it. Um, but there is the other side of it, which is, um, <laughs> what do you want it to be in the first place? It's all very well, oh, this is what they're saying about me. But in a way... I think there's a value almost in before you even do that is to take stock of yourself and just think, all right, so what, what am I about? What do I bring to the party? What do I want my brand to be? Because then at least you come to the results of the audit with a, uh, I, I guess, or, or rather the results of the audit won't then, um, st it, it, infect is the wrong word, but won't kind of, uh, won't um, kind of inform how you want to be seen. If, if that makes sense. So come at it quite clean thinking, okay, it's what I'd like to be. Okay, Lisa. Yeah, I think, um, I think it's really interesting and kind of coming back to what you said at the beginning, Ruben, around what is personal brand and it's kind of, um, it's what people think of you. And I think this is so important because once you establish, this is the vision that I want my brand to be, who I, how I want to be seen, and then you are inviting feedback. And also, let's, let's also be honest, the feedback isn't always invited and it will just come. And that feedback can be negative. And I think being sure of where you were heading so that when you receive that feedback, um, you don't, like you say, get too influenced by it is a really fine, mm. fine balance. Um, because 
there's, you know, in social media, so many trolls out there. There, there are going to be critics out there. And especially if you're an artist and you're creating, that stuff is personal. So yeah. I think, you know, kind of just embracing yourself for that stuff that's going to come in. But as long as you are clear on what your vision is, hopefully it shouldn't kind of dampen it. Because the other piece about this, you know, the authenticity of posting your stuff, the other part of it, and again, this is, I suppose, more of, this is my, my background in, in, in PR, I suppose. And again, my background in PR was almost before they'd invented the internet. So I came at it quite late. Um, but um, is, uh, there's also a frequency piece, I think, because there is the authenticity. You're absolutely right. And he's posting stuff you believe in and want to share and are happy to share. I think that, that you know, your ability to take feedback and to, to almost, uh, you know, kind of disassociate yourself from your work in some respects is important. But also there is, again, and I guess it feeds into the authenticity piece, but it, it, it kind of, it feels to me like it ought to be quite a regular, normal, authentic occurrence that you post stuff and you comment on your stuff or you, you share your stuff rather than, right, I need some work now, so I'm going to mm. start posting. And, and I say that purely because I've been guilty of that myself. I'm much more engaged in LinkedIn than I have been for ages over the last few weeks, simply because, funnily enough, as much of my work was speaker coaching for large European events, they, they happen less now, it has to be said. And, I, you know, so, so there's, there's, there's a little element of my first engagements on a regular basis on something like the LinkedIn platform. You'll have every right to, to point to that and go, oh, that's, that sounds inauthentic to me. He's doing that because he needs to. And, and it's up to me to make it more of, a, of, of an authentic, regular desire to share because I actually do have that. Sorry, Tom, you were going to say something, I think. Um, I was just going to add on to the authenticity thing by, think, by saying I think a lot of people um, may be kind of like unsure of what to kind of post online and what to, what to put out there. But I think um, some of the more successful people who have built their own strong kind of personal brands online have been the ones that haven't been too afraid just to, um, just to try new kind of uh, artistic things and, and post their experiments and, and kind of go down that road. And, and I think there's a lot of um, uh, kind of almost imposter syndrome with people thinking, oh, they don't want to post their, their work because so, I might be embarrassed. But I think that's one of the, the strengths that people need to work on the most is the confidence in, in posting social because everyone kind of needs that or most people need kind of more of that confidence building to their, their industry networks. So that's a great way of going about it, of just of learning new tools or new uh, artistic skills and then posting that. So then recruiters can look at that and go, wow, these, this person is really kind of like obsessed with getting better. That's, that's brilliant. So I think there's there's stuff that people could do there to, to grow their kind of personal brand. Great, Grace, you're going to say something. You look like you're going to say something. Yeah, um, I just do. wanted to um, build on that as well. Um, there's something to be said for um, kind of communicating um, what you miss within the community. So, um, say, so kind of what Tom is saying, um, experimenting, trying new stuff, but also noticing what's going on in the community, actively engaging. Um, it's so important to notice what you wish was there and then you can provide that. And I think a big part of um, building a really strong personal brand is not just going in sort of like, I'm a cheerleader for me, I'm doing this for me, is um, feeding into the community and um, thinking, actually, what can I do? I think this is also quite a good way to go into a job interview. What can I do for this team? What can I do for this mm. social media yeah. community and um, the VFX industry? 
Thanks, Grace. Ruben, you had your card. I was just going to add to that because this is uh, this is fascinating. You're all you're all spot on. I mean, it just it, it's interesting to me though. So, for instance, because it's a point Simon asked, and I think it's a good one in terms of thinking well, what's in it for me. This personal brand business as as an individual, because uh, you know, Tom, to your point, if everyone was sharing stuff they just practicing on and, and let's say then you'd look at everyone and say well everyone's brand is about wanting to develop and improve mm. and get better and ditto grace to your point there if everyone was saying oh this is what i miss about it this is how i want to help this one i want to give back to my industry that's what i'm missing and that becomes kind of everyone's brand so i don't disagree with any of that but i, I think there is again comes back to this for all of that it needs to be authentic so there's no point in in posting lots about how one mm. industry is mm. if actually you're just a ludicrously driven individual who just wants to be and do amazing work because as far as i'm concerned that's what i that's what i should see that's what that brand should come across and to a certain extent i don't mind that they don't seem to give a monkeys about the industry because actually what i want what i'm looking for is a ludicrously driven individual who's amazing at what they do and that's good because I need that that kind of person for that role. Equally, I I might be another time be looking for someone who's always wants to try new things out and never perhaps becomes a master, but is always looking around at disparate things. And then I'd go for Tom's person. So it's it's you know there, I, I think it's this is what I mean by you've got to find you've got to be true to you. It's got to be authentic to what you want to be, and then go for it. I was just going to say, um, in, in not all those examples, either way you're being authentic. You know, if you are a, a, an enormously driven, ambitious individual and you just believe in producing high quality work, that's, your, that's you, that's one of your values. That's your brand, so like, be proud of it too and shout about it. And equally, if you're more the yeah. other one, do the same thing, yeah. Jenny. Just to come back, build onto that, I think it's about making sure that what you're putting out there is aligned with what you're passionate about and your authentic skills, what makes you tick, why, for example, you decided to become an effects artist or, yeah. I don't know, a, a top VFX producer. What is it about that that drove you to it in the first place? And I think it's about making sure that as you go along your journey, you can, you're continually realigning yourself back to what motivated you in the first place. Or maybe if you pivoted or changed slightly what's driving you forward because if you're putting out posts about something that isn't really aligned with you again it's not going to come across in a very authentic way and, if, and you you won't you won't i would argue you wouldn't want to i mean not that yeah. you won't want to but it there's no there's no real desire on your part to that it'll be an effort rather than something you genuinely want to put out there and i think that's that's almost isn't it where you start to think Am I putting the right things out about me? Am I, am I, is my online footprint representative? Does it do a good job for my brand? If it's a real, if it's really onerous to do, if it's a, if it's, if it's a real arse to be posting this stuff, then you just got to think, you know what, either that's this, this, that platform's not for you because it's not for everyone. I've, I've worked with loads of people who actively have made the choice, it's a decision not to be on social media. And that's creative people as well, and 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 that's fine. But it, it, as long as it's a conscious decision with with a rationale behind it, rather than I just can't be bothered, you know. Because as we all know, as you know, as as I shared at the start, uh, knowing who I was going to meet today, I did a little Google search on on all of you just to at least see what you look like and to get get a flavour of, of, of where you've been. And and I would expect to find someone 
some 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 silhouettes online. So if I don't, that makes me think, what on earth have they done? Uh, why have they been erased from the internet? But at least you know, if they then say, because <laughs> it's not for me, and then that, that's fine by me. Jenny, really, it is like you, you're saying, going back to basics and thinking, what what do I want? Making sure that everything you're doing, you're expressing, comes back to that touch. And what yeah. do I want? What are my skills? What have I got to offer? And then what do I want to put out there and where do I want to get to? Because it is also about where you're trying to get to. If you're trying to get to a particular place, then you might suddenly be very focused on that. I don't know, you might decide that you really want to get into animation and perhaps you've done something slightly different before. Well, then in that case, you're going to be aiming your, your gaze, your focus into that. You're going to be trying to, your sphere of influence, you're going to be trying to broaden that into the animation world, maybe checking out people that you really admire, looking at how they show up, what do they do? And then mm. maybe sort of translating that, not copying, but translating it back to yourself. Because, you know, there's nothing wrong with admiring someone who does something brilliantly and then synthesizing those things for you. Thanks, Jenny. Tom, you're going to add to that. Yeah, I was going to add to that and saying it's, it, there's a lot of parallels here with what we always kind of uh, recommend that artists should do when they're kind of kind of entering the industry in terms of there's so many different choices of different disciplines to do and there's no point doing something you don't enjoy doing if you're going to be doing it you know 40 hours a week or whatever it is for the rest of your life so it's all about um seeing what seeing what makes you kind of tick and uh and experimenting and because you know uh people change throughout their career you know they might find one thing's not quite what they thought so they move sideways to industry and i think this is exactly the same with when you're um when you're kind of posting stuff online you can kind of see what where the crossover is between what you enjoy doing and what kind of works well online so you can experiment in terms of how you can kind of um interact and um and engage with other people you can you can see what works and what doesn't work and then see that the bits that work with the bits you enjoy do more of that then you know hopefully that will then work well yeah kind of use people as your palette your creative palette to yeah. see what works and what doesn't <laughs> um that's interesting i wanted to talk a bit more about uh, self-promotion but also the concept of kind of two-way um two-way networking because we've talked a lot about what's in it for you and where you need to get to but is there something about what's in it for them as well uh, do you need to be mindful of you know because it's networking it's a two-way relationship a two-way street right uh, i think there is something to be said for um good karma it is really nice, especially if you're um, uh, going into a uh, going into the industry. It's really nice to kind of um, be very considerate of the way you're speaking to people. Um, I was about to say at festivals, but obviously we can't do that right now. Virtual but festivals. The way you, virtual festivals. The way if you're DMing people on social media, please don't treat them like they owe you anything. You know, be be friendly. Be like I say, considerate, mm. because. Um, that is that is networking it's social networking um they are a person just because there's a screen don't don't forget um don't forget your manners i, I sound like your mum marketing <laughs> mum um, but, <laughs> but it, it is important um and that and kind of um helping people out well, like i was saying earlier helping out the community i think mm. that um there is an element of good karma and later on that will come back to help you and uh, make you good contacts Okay, so we have Ruben and Jenny. I'll let you decide who goes first. Um, well, I thank you very much. 
Um, I, I was going to say, because there's an interesting piece, there's an interesting question here, I guess, because uh, again, absolutely agree with all of that. It's, uh, you know, there is a generative spirit in terms of networking and there's, you know, good networking and Simon and myself have talked about this quite a few times, but, you know, actually good networkers tend to be people who listen rather than talk. Uh, because then people love talking about themselves and, and, and jobs mm. good and you've you, you built rapport. Um, but there is an element, and it's a question to everyone actually, do you, do people have, to, what's the best way of putting this, do, pe do people have to like your brand? Because that's kind of the point I think, Grace, you're making there as, as, our, as, our, as, our, as our, our brand and PR mum, uh, <laughs> is that, you know, be polite. But it is, I mean, because to me it's, it's almost less about uh, or that's that can be definitely a part of your your brand but that's that in a way that's a slightly bigger thing that just says you know i've met this this person they are this person they are a brand and and they're they're not they're not tremendously needed they're not arrogant they're they're just nice they they were they were polite so i guess that that's my question can you or does brand work if if people don't like it if it's not a nice brand does it still mm. work are you recommending people to go down the Piers Morgan kind of, <laughs> that's not brand right? <laughs> but I think, because it's a question that gets asked quite a lot, is, you know, oh, do, do I, do I, does my brand have to be lovely? <laughs> and I, I don't know, it's, 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 it's I'll open it up. maybe, I don't know, Good Jenny, question. if there's anything close to what you were going to, to say, but you, you also had your hand up, but yeah, I, that, mm. that, I'd just put it out there. That is a very interesting point. I think there's an argument that says, no, it doesn't have to be lovely at all, because there can be something quite rogue about some people's creativity. They yeah. can be that sort of likable bad boy or bad girl. <laughs> that can be quite inspiring for other people, some people. So I think there's a whole spectrum of appeal, really. Yeah. I think you have to work out where you fit into that and, and where you're going with that, depending on where you are in your career and yeah. how much chance you've had to experiment or hang out with the sorts of people you admire, which might take you off more in that direction. So no, I don't think it has to be lovely. I think it should just be authentic. And you will <laughs> yeah. find your audience. You will find your audience. That's it. If you're an authentic bad boy or bad girl, <laughs> then that's all right. You know, it's again, but it's don't, don't try and don't pretend you're marvellous and polite and lovely if you're not, because that's then there's a respect in, you know, I am what I am. And we'll come on to the tweaking and thinking, actually, uh, you know, th th there are moments, I would argue, when you need to be a little bit more skillful with your brand than that. Uh, sorry, Tom, I interrupted your... Uh, you, you... Uh, no, it's all right. Um, I was just going to say, from a recruitment point of view, you need to be quite careful because, you know, if, if a recruiter's um, looking at two candidates and they're both equally talented and, they then, and they've, they've shared their, you know, their social media handles and they see one's really argumentative and wants to get into online fights through having a divisive <laughs> opinion and everything, the job's probably going to go to the other person. Because, um, you know, no one's going to want to take that risk of having that person, the team who's just a little bit um, kind of likes, likes an argument mm. for the sake of having an argument. So I think that you do have to be yes. careful and playing it safe when it comes to that. Grace, you're going to add to that and then Jenny. Um, yeah, I, I actually want to agree with what Jenny said earlier. Um, like whatever you do, be yourself. Um, I would never discount somebody being cheeky, brave, um, like putting themselves out there, um, being a little bit, you know, um, I, I don't really know what the word I'm looking for is, but you know, being a bit cheeky essentially and trying yeah. to, that's fine. Um, 
I would, I just think that there's a level of respectfulness, especially if you're like going out for your um, first job. And that's really what I'm trying to hammer home is that you need to, um, basically what Tom was saying is um, show you are a decent human being. Mm. Um, but, I, but if your personal brand is somebody who's a bit out there, who loves to make a cheeky comment, I love it. That's great, yeah. good for you. There's something in, um, you know, having an opinion, right? You know, I think yeah. Tom, you talked about kind of being divisive. And I think there's something about having an opinion without ramming it down someone's throat. Like, you know, I'm not going to interview somebody for a job at any company and tell me, tell me about a great show. Or, or, you know, do you have an opinion about something that didn't work and they pull apart a piece of your content, you know, indiscriminately? That might be different. But I think having an opinion about an industry trend or I don't know, you know, somebody's got something going on rather than just saying yes to everything. Anyway, Jenny, I always wanted to throw that in there, but Jenny, you had a point. Yeah, you can have spark about you in your creativity or even in your personality. And that doesn't mean you have to compromise on respect for other people or yourself. I think that's yeah. really important to point out. Yeah. And especially for people who are newcomers to the industry. I just think it's about having yeah. quirks and some different personality traits because we don't all want yeah. in the same way. But talking about showing up is what I was going to say before. It is important to stop sometimes and reflect on how you show up. Um, mm. How... I've mentioned the audit before, but it, it's important to think about, yeah, how you show up and how you would show up in person. So at the moment, we're all online. We're all behind a screen or behind a keyboard. But how would you show up in person? And I think that's mm. quite important to continue to think about, even though we're not in person. You might have an interview on Zoom for a job. So you are going to need to be yourself. You know, you're in a room walking up to someone at an event, but you, you need to come across in the same way and think about the same sorts of things. Yeah. Thanks, Jenny. Tom? I was, I was going to say, uh, it's, in that way, it's similar to a bit like a dating profile, isn't it? You got, is, what, what matches online has got to match up when you turn up in the room, otherwise it's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, just, just as a question to you all, if I may then, for, for the next little piece of this is so... Because we, we're talking a lot about, you know, the fact that things have changed and this is all now, you know, we're behind the screen and stuff like that. But we're all behind the screen. So my next question to you all is, bearing in mind, you like I knew this was going to be recorded and, and was going to be shown. So it's not just our voices. Did you make any additional particular specific effort in terms of what you wore, what your background is, et cetera, et cetera? So I found out about this this morning um, and um, my um, uh, HR manager in the business was like, oh, are you up for it? And I was like, I'm not sure I'm the expert on personal brand, but I'll give it a go. Um, and I literally was like, I don't, I don't have time to prep, don't have time to think about it. I am living with my ex at the moment um, because I was in London and he's in Margate. So we thought better here because there's a beach and a garden. So I've got like three tops that I'm wearing. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? This is just me. I put on a bit of makeup, I'm not going to lie, because I thought it's going to be recorded, but otherwise I probably wouldn't have. So I think I made a little bit of effort, for sure, because I knew it was going to be recorded. But ultimately, um, I knew I was going to come a bit unprepared. Not, I, I did think about it a little bit, but I haven't written anything down, and I just thought, I'm just going to go with it. And that is my personal brand. And, and sorry, just to follow up on that a little bit, because that was the question. So I don't know if you caught that, Simon, but I, I just wanted to know whether, whether people had fancied themselves up. Because I, I did, I'll be honest, you know, um, because, because this is important. I, I guess my point is, this is as much a way of you transmitting your personal brand as anything else. So uh, Lisa, so, so just to carry on that point a little bit, and this isn't me coaching necessarily, but is, uh, is 
part of your brand that um, that kind of um, happiness with ambiguity, that ability to fly by the seat of your pants, the fact that actually you're at your best if you're <laughs> um, you're at your best when you, you it's not about the preparation, it's not <laughs> vast attention to detail. That's not brand Lisa. Yes. So yes, that's your question. Absolutely. I think my my whole thing is just perfectly imperfect. I think like. Yes. I'm rough around the edges and I like it like that, but it hasn't always been like this. I've lived with the, the, the illness of perfectionism for quite some time and it's something that I'm working through, have, will continue to work through, I think, probably till I'm in the grave. Um, but I'm at that stage now where my brand has evolved and yeah. now it's about that. So, yeah. Because again, just and I only asked that because it's very brave to put it out there. Like, oh, I wasn't, I didn't prepare hugely and all that kind of stuff, but actually, and again, it comes back to the point I think we were making earlier about authenticity and, and, and being, being happy to put yourself out there, sharing a little bit of vulnerability. Number one, that's a hugely important part of personal brand, I think. It's not about perfection. You're, you're perfectly imperfect. I think it's a lovely way of putting it. But also, the ability to do that is, uh, can only come when you, are, uh, when you know that about yourself and you're kind of happy with that about yourself. And you think, do you know what? That's what you get. If I, again, you know, in the recruitment point of view, if, if I'm looking for someone who is incredibly detail orientated, massively planned, has everything locked in, uh, then I'm probably not going to come to you, Lisa. But that's because but you wouldn't enjoy doing that, and you wouldn't be able to deliver on that. So I, I'm more likely to need someone who was willing to roll with the punches and and be able to take me through uncertain times. Yeah, right. Sorry, Grace. I think you were going to say something. Um, uh, well, I can't remember. That was a really good answer. Um, I guess my personal brand is uh, loving people's kids coming on to Zoom because I love that. It's so much fun. Um, <laughs> actually, my personal brand is making jokes about personal brand. I love doing that. Um, I think. Oh, gosh, I'm back. <laughs> I, I think. Um, like so. To answer your question, yeah, I put on makeup. Um, Tom saw me earlier today like I was wearing like a t-shirt and no makeup I I most days been um, uh, much more comfort um, oriented than looking nice on zoom oriented um, but I I'm really glad this came up because um, I have a big love-hate relationship with the word authenticity because I really want everybody to feel like they can be themselves online and project themselves um, mm. uh, and fully embrace that. But at the same time, it's so difficult because when you know you're being put out there for everybody to see, you will present yourself a certain way and like you'll want the most um, professional and positive look, um, especially when it comes to um, job output. Um, on social media and such so it's difficult because if I maybe if I use makeup as an example so like I've put on makeup because I wanted to look good yeah but the makeup I chose was still my choice it's thing that reflects me that I am um, you know using to express myself um, same with the clothes and I think there is something to be said in that in that the choices you make are still yours and you should fully embrace that. Please don't try to be somebody else when you're uh, projecting a personal brand um, on the internet or wherever. Um, own your choices and um, just be the, your best self. 
Yeah. I was, was going to add to that because it's very, because, you know, I think we're all very aware that anything posted online is a very select, uh, select edits of yourself and it's, and it's a version of yourself you're presenting to choose to everyone. So I guess the question is regarding authenticity is which authentic version of yourself are you presenting? And that's, I think that's obviously one of the biggest issues with social media. It presents a very false authentic view of the world which then gives uh, especially kind of more younger people who are under those pressures to succeed very quickly and they see lots of other people appearing to succeed very quickly which obviously has a big uh, knock-on effect to people's mental health so I guess there's being authentic can help readdress that a lot more by by saying by not just uh, saying the highs but saying the lows as well yeah i mean but that's the thing we all know as human beings that our lives aren't perfect that we're not perfect mm. we make mistakes i mean you know there's on a on a bigger level even than this you know in terms of any kind of you guys on us i mean uh, in fact you're all you're all leaders you you know that part of the you know one of the key parts of the leadership piece is actually that the confidence to show your vulnerability to admit that you've made mistakes that and and actually and that, I think that's quite interesting then in the context of speaking about this in the context of someone just starting their career and not being a leader. But actually, what I think we're saying is that, you know, actually showing that you've made some mistakes, that things haven't gone quite well, because we know that that's actually a lot nearer the truth than some some uh, wonderfully idealistically created uh, created vision of perfection. I, I had a question as well for everyone, um, which was, is there... A, is there a difference between someone's brand values entering the industry should be different from someone with say 20 years experience? Good question. <laughs> the way I see values, um, certainly like when I've done kind of values work for companies, um, I kind of call it like the way we do things. So like for an individual personal brand and your personal values, like the way you do things, whatever that may be. Um, and I think, it would be weird if those values didn't change 20 years mm. down the line because I think as you change as a person and as you grow as you learn and I'm sure if we all look back 20 years ago we're probably quite different to how we are now so I think by if you're doing it right and you're doing your values the right way I would expect them to change evolve 20 years down the line. Could we move on to around introverts and extroverts? Because we've talked a lot about kind of self-promotion and putting yourself out there. And even on, I mean, I'm, I'm classically an, an introvert and I, I've only really embraced the concept of self-promotion in the last few years, re really. And then I've really gone for it, for those of you that, that know me. Um, but it's not a kind of natural thing for, for the introvert. And there's an argument, and we've mentioned it in a couple of podcasts already. There's an argument that um, there's, this is an opportunity now for introverts to rise to the, the fore a little bit because there's an opportunity to think about how you're perceived to position things to craft messages i mean is that something that anybody agrees with i mean tom you um yeah i was gonna say because i'm a kind of a i guess uh was uh a classic introvert kind of growing up where i just you know preferred making my own animations rather than kind of going out with friends and stuff and mm. Uh, when I got into industry and running, started running Blue Zoo, kind of knew that that um, kind of lack of confidence that naturally grows out of being an introvert um, mm. is is going to be a massive barrier. So the only way of growing confidence that I thought the best way of doing that, if you know, if I have to pitch to you know heads of uh, companies and things like that, 
is by gaining that confidence. And the easiest way of gaining that confidence is just by saying yes to any uh, speaking activities mm. and stuff like that and not even thinking about it because there's, there's no better way of gaining confidence than being able to speak to a room of 200 people without getting butterflies kind of thing yeah. in it. And it does come quite quickly. I think doing kind of online, whether it's you're doing an online live stream while you work, all of those things just help boost that confidence. And it's soon, and it does work. And that, that's kind of helped me shift from being more of a introvert to being somewhere more middle ground, uh, mm. which then has really helped. Um, there's not that there's anything bad either way from being an introvert to an extrovert. It's just what you mm. enjoy doing, isn't it? But I think that's, that's definitely helped uh, me push where kind of my personal confidence needs to be for my, for my job which is yeah. from a point of leadership, which you kind of need those kind of qualities. And obviously when you are having to pitch to, you know, different people and needing a thick skin in that sense. So I think there are ways of developing that. And by using your um, online kind of presence and persona and brand, you can massively develop those skills by putting yourself out there and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to slowly mm. kind of grow that. And I think okay. so there's definitely ways of using it in that sense. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Lisa, you had a point. Yeah, um, I think this is such an interesting question, like uh, the introvert versus the extrovert kind of discussion. It, like, I don't know, people tend to think introvert is a bad thing or not as good as an extrovert. Um, certainly for myself, like when I think of my four-year-old son who just jumped in then, Harrison, um, you know, his nursery teachers tell me, oh yeah, he... Um, I'm like, how is he at nursery? Because he's so boisterous at home. And they're like, yeah, he kind of just plays by himself. He doesn't really interact with the other kids. And for ages, I was worried. I was like, oh my God, he's going to fit in. And then I was like, good for him. Like, you know, he's like, he's, he plays on his own. He's really quite fine playing on his own. It's not like he's sat in the corner crying because mm. no one will play with him. He's made a conscious decision to go, I'm not going to engage with mm. this group and I'm going to choose. And actually, um, so I see into introversion now is actually a really positive thing and I think if you are that way inclined um back to your authenticity again back to your personal brand that is who you are so embrace mm. that um and actually you know call it out say it say you know yeah this is this is who I am this is how I am this is why I might choose to do these things or this is why my art might go in this direction and it's kind of like being really proud of the fact that that mm. is the way you are Okay, thank you, um, Lisa. I'm going to move to Grace, then Jenny, then Ruben. So Grace, please. Um, I, I love that. I think I massively get behind, especially um, introverts. I, find, I feel like introverts get quite a bad rep. Um, and there are a lot of strengths in being an introvert. It's, it's not a bad thing. Um, I'm a huge extrovert, always have been. And actually, I had to learn a lot of things about myself to try and overcome and become a better professional. So, for example, um, you know, not thinking that I know everything and thinking and just talking over people or talking the most, thinking that if I didn't talk the most, then it was a bad meeting or something like that. Or if I didn't talk at all, it was a bad meeting, you know kind of getting over myself a little bit, understanding yeah. that my input isn't always the most necessary. Um, yeah, if I'm in the room, I'm there for a reason. And um, I think kind of thinking that I have to have my two cents sometimes just comes from my own insecurities. Um, and I think recognizing those things in yourself, understanding whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, really helpful to um, approaching yourself in the world of work and uh, networking and I love the idea of owning it in your personal brand like going mm. going forth mm. out into the world and going like um, like Tom said um, 
I find it difficult. So I do lots of public speaking, like making it part of your story. I think a story mm, is quite nice. important part of a personal brand, which mm. we haven't massively touched on, but um, I do think that sometimes embracing things that you might consider your, yourself, you might consider a flaw, um, embracing that as part of your, your story is, is great. I'd like to come back to the story piece, actually, Grace. Thank you. Uh, but I want to move on to Jenny, who had a point to raise. Mm, that, it, it chimes very much with what Grace was saying. And mm. I think it's about working, it's about to the audit again, um, working out which of your personality traits best serves you. So Tom did that very early on and he, he pivoted or just made a conscious decision to draw a particular thing out of himself because he, I'm assuming he really wanted, was very passionate about Blue Zoo starting up a company and wanting to go on this journey and become a leader. So you made that decision, right, I'm going to put myself out there, I'm going to practice. So it's all doable and I think it's all about what you want, which it's about your personality, but it's also about your authenticity and what you want, what you're passionate about. And if you're really passionate about something, then that is going to drive you forward um, and you will succeed if you keep going. Um, I think practicing things that you're possibly slightly uncomfortable with can really bear fruit. So whether it's public mm -hmm. speaking, which is something that lots of people struggle with. Um, yeah. I think you, you have to just go for it and find someone who can mm. help you or inspire you and, and keep going along that road. It's tough though, isn't it? I mean, it's tough to be that vulnerable, I find. Like I've, I mean, I can only speak from my personal experience where I was a massive introvert and then a bit like Tom pushed myself into this like learning development role, doing presentations, I was petrified and still get, you know, butterflies before them now. Um, but I don't know, I guess I'm trying to think of our audience listening to this and what advice we should give people about doing that because it's not that easy for everybody whether it be posting selfies not selfies but you know the, the business equivalent of a selfie or a presentation Ruben you had a point to it well I was going to say I mean I again this you know pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone because it's something you know you need to do something that's going to enhance your career something that's going to get you to where you want to be uh, I, I think that that's brilliant but then I equally I suppose Tom if we come back to yourself you're ability to present now this 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 new this this development in 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 that particular skill that's not necessarily a pass of brand tom though is it so mm. it's that's mm. that's a means to an end i would argue yeah. which is close yeah, to your brands because to, to me and again it's, it's it's relatively simplistic because i am <laughs> in all honesty <laughs> um but to, to me you know from a marketing point of view uh, what is brand? Brand is uh, a really quick, easy summation of your good bits. Okay, I'm going to put it out there. That's that's as that's as uh, that's as good as it gets. You know, if you look at all of the if you look at commercial brands, they stand for something. They, if you take Apple as a brand, a brand we all know and and, and possibly love, um, the Apple brand is about aesthetics, about creativity, about usability, all that good stuff. The Apple brand isn't about the extraordinary expense when you lose one of their stupid cables, right? <laughs> but we know that to be true. But that's yeah. not part of the Apple brand because the Apple brand's a shortcut to the good stuff, not all the rest of the stuff. So again, I, I, I hope the analogy works. Um, you know, stretching yourself, knowing where those areas you need to develop in order to get you where you want mm -hmm. to be, in order to help get your brand where you want your brand to be. That's, that's fine. But 
Mm. It, but that, that sh- I, I suppose the point is that's not them thinking, oh, I'm going to add that to my brand. I'm going to add that to my brand. Mm. To me, mm. that, you know, to me, brands, I guess, not bigger than that. It's a slightly different thing and should be speaking to, to, to you know, what your strengths are, what your skills are, and what you bring to the party. And, you know, I would argue, therefore, Tom, you bring, you bring leadership, you bring communication, you bring inspiration to the party now and you've realized that in order to bring in order to to uh, enhance your ability to do that and in, in order for you to maintain that and, and develop your brand further that's going to involve standing up in front of people and uh, and being very scared for a little bit i think also it's it's a bit like uh the crossover between kind of more the the branding and marketing where my you know if i want my to shift my personal brand to to you know in terms of say uh, the leadership of an animation studio mm. and you know doing the kind of like the diversity inclusion stuff with um, access vfx the the doing the public speaking is kind of the the marketing side of that branding where you're yeah. helping to grow your brand through that stuff which yes. will then kind of help push forward all the things you want to do so it is it's, it's a bit of a, an overlap if you're seeing it in that kind of more of that company metaphor for sure Okay, so um, I wanted, I'm very aware we've got about five minutes because we normally try and keep these to around an hour. Um, so it's probably a good opportunity to get into kind of like the, the final words of wisdom part of the podcast where we start to leave our audience with some, some parting nuggets of um, advice and, and things people should be thinking about. So if uh, to anybody who's watching or listening to this, you know, and I think all six of you can have a crack at this, is what one thing should people be, be thinking about what should what's the what's the takeaway because we've talked about a lot some of it i didn't hear because i kept di- disappearing because <laughs> of my poor wi-fi um but you know what's uh, what's the big takeaway do you think from this episode for people what should people be thinking about broadly um I'll, I'll just jump in there and say i think that the main thing is just is all about the authenticity and picking picking a a lane and kind of going for it in that sense yeah okay lisa you had your hand up yeah, I think having a clear vision of kind of where you want to go um, and being able to kind of map out the steps to get there. One of those routes is going to be being really authentic. Um, but to kind of what Ruben was saying earlier, if one of it is kind of that super kind of polished, high and finesse, then, you know, that that's your direction. That's your path as well. But um, having that clear vision and then um, I think just... Uh, being okay with showing some vulnerability especially at the early stages of your career where you are going to get knockbacks where you are going to get critiqued um and getting comfortable with the discomfort of that i suppose yeah yeah nice thank you lisa jenny building on what lisa's just said once you're comfortable with how you want to put yourself out there which bits of yourself you want to dial up because that serves practice introducing yourself practice introducing yourself film yourself even if it's just like 30 seconds or a minute until you kind of get something that you're comfortable with not because you want some perfect video of yourself but because it will help you hone and and distill where you want to be and how you want to come across yeah don't put it on your instagram stories or anything like that don't go full (laughs) full (laughs) self-promotion grace anything to add 
Um, I think uh, try and make your brand as um, sustainable as possible. Um, so uh, kind of like what Tom was saying earlier, um, make sure it's something you are promoting something that you would want to do um, 40 hours a week for the foreseeable future. Don't promote what you think employers want, promote what you know is your strength. Mm -hmm. And um, I think really leveraging what is the best thing about you, embrace it, you know? That we keep yeah. saying authenticity, be yourself. Own it. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Grace. Ruben. Yeah, so I'll uh, I'll plus one all of those. I think, you know, that idea of skillful authenticity. Again, come back to I, I love what Jenny was saying about the audit. It's it's a really powerful thing to do, I think, at all aspects of your career, not just the start. What I will say, just in terms of what what your brand is or thinking of if this has got you, this is uh, stimulated or, 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 or sparked your resistance thinking actually what do I want my brand to be then the the only thing I'd add is it's very easy and, and again particularly to start your career but I think actually at lots of, of, uh, of various points in your career it's very easy to think your brand should somehow be aligned with with the with your function or your role you know what's your brand I'm a I, I'm a I'm a I'm a, a an incredibly talented animator or what, what's my brand? I, I'm 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 Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Two D, or something like that. And my my point would be that's great until you don't want to be in two D anymore. Until you don't want to be. Until you want to stretch your wings. And then that brand, I would argue, is some uh, is not as useful to you. Still true, but it's very functional. So if you are thinking about brand, then I would always encourage you to think up a level, to think actually bigger pieces. What 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 do you you know what again? What do you bring to the party? Not just the ability to do that job, but in what way do you do that job? Are you collaborative? Are you creative? Are you fiercely independent? Are you a you know are you a problem solver? I know they're kind of big and cliched and quite generic words, but I think they help in terms of this. This is what I bring to the party, and and from there, from that position, I can go in any direction I want as long as that direction requires me to be that kind of a person, Jenny. And I think exactly what you're saying, that rounds back to purpose, somebody's sense of purpose. Yeah. And I, that has to underpin everything. It has to chime with your sense of purpose. Um, I, I, was just, I was just going to add in there, I think one of the best ways you can do that as well in terms of that um, getting that audit is through getting a mentor as well, just to kind of like in terms of the calls to action. By getting a mentor, you can get someone who hopefully you can say, can you can you look at my my LinkedIn profile or my, my Instagram profile for my for my career and give me some feedback and then that's that's one of the easiest ways if if you're at the stage in the uh, in your career where you don't have a big personal network then that's uh, uh, one of the very very simplest ways you can you can do that with a access VFX mentorship. Thank you. I always love your segues, Tom, at the end of podcasts. So. Um, <laughs> If uh, anybody listening who wants to uh, get a mentor or be a mentor, go to the Access VFX website at accessvfx.org forward slash mentors, and you can either sign up for either and get involved, right? So it's, uh, and it's growing by the day. We're, we're looking at renewing it at the moment. Tom and I have very interesting conversations about that at the moment. We won't get into that. That'll be our own private podcast. Um, that sounds weird. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I wanted, I just wanted to thank everybody. That was really, I, I hope that was interesting. It was a bit of an experiment because that was us honing in on a really specific mm. subject area. So I want to say a big thank you to, uh, to Ruben for uh, joining us as a special guest. 
Um, Jenny, Tom, Grace, and Lisa as well. Thank you so much. Um, cool. Well, on the back of that, Ruben, where can if people want to get in touch with you, as you, you know, we should at least repay the favour. You've done this as a freebie for us, so we should at least let you plug your your uh, brand, particularly as you know, you know, freelancers out there, it's, it's a tough time, right? So, um, well, yeah. how can people get in touch with you, Ruben, if they like the cut of your uh, Well, uh, well, uh, LinkedIn is always good. Ruben Milne, R-E-U, there we go. I'm, I'm spelt, aren't I? On, on there you my, go. On, on Not my... on Spotify, though. You might as well spell it. Uh, yeah, R-E-U. For the audio version. M-I-L-N-E. So, yes, Ruben Milne on LinkedIn. Um, but, uh, again, I uh, I'd, I'd feel free to. I'd love to. But, actually, um, it's... I could. I, I. It's always lovely to meet new, interesting, clever people. All of which I've done this evening, um, and um, I've, I've got enormous amounts out of it. So even if no one ever looks at me again, I shall, <laughs> I shall consider this time well spent. I have to say. Well, I'm sure we'll all be googling ourselves after this if we've got time before <laughs> dinner. Um, so just final pieces um, obviously I've plugged the website um, I should note that um, the Axis Effects podcast is going bi-weekly now so we had a strong start during uh, the early days of lockdown and we put out weekly podcasts but it's a lot of work for everybody so we're going to be more considered and we're going to be going two weekly now um, so uh, for anybody who missed us last week uh, we'll know why um, and yeah thank you stay tuned there'll be more to come right so uh, thanks again everybody Take care of yourself, stay safe, and um, yeah, stay tuned. Thank you. Thanks, bye. 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 There we go. End of another Access VFX podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about what we discussed, our mentoring program, and events we're at, then head over to our website at www.accessvfx.org and follow us on social media. Big thank you for listening, and until next time, bye.